Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. How's everybody doing this week? It's hot out. It's, it's so fucking hot. Pretty hot, yeah. It's really fucking hot. It's, uh, how, how hot is it? Hey, guys, how hot is it where you are? <laughs> how hot is it? <laughs> I think it's probably under 90 now because the sun's gone down, but it's, oh yeah, it's 80. But, like, it's been, like, up in the 90s all week, and I yeah. can't think I that. played tennis today, and at the end, my legs and arms were, like, little wet noodles. Yeah. That's and brave Anne of you to, a, do, to do sport. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Anne shared a <laughs> selfie of her new headband, which thrilled me. I did. Thank you and so I much. immediately saved it to my phone. <laughs> oh, and would you like me in solidarity tonight? to share a picture of myself in a similar headband situation that I've been, I've started wearing to do, to wash my face at night. Yes. I would I love like for you to share that. Yeah. I'll share that. That headband, when I came out of tennis, drenched in sweat. I could have rent, like wrung, like probably a cup of water out of it. <laughs> wow. And drunk it all up. Yum, yum. <laughs> so many electrolytes in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good energy. <laughs> okay. uh, wrap it up uh, <laughs> Leah it's your week to share with us something that is making you happy are you ready to do so I'm so ready uh, the first thing I have to share happened approximately a half an hour ago my parents oh. called me just before we recorded the pod they are retired and they recently bought a beach house and they are out of control. They're, they they were like, we made margaritas. And we're like, really out of it. And I said, I have to go. I'm recording my podcast. And my father said to me, will you be, will you no. be talking about your friend, Lazy Ginger George? <laughs> and I, I have been... I started crying almost immediately, and he was like, "What is it? What is it? Lazy Ginger George, you know?" And then he and then he goes, "Orange Cassidy," and I was like, "Yeah." Wow. I am never, never going to call him anything else. So that moment of happiness might um, sustain me to two weeks from now, three weeks from now, when my next oh you come you know, back again. Yeah, I think I may free. bring that up again. Um, wow, that's lazy. good. Ginger George. Ginger George. Uh, But my real recommendation is one that all four of us are actually really, really obsessed with. And (laughs) after we hung up with you guys, listeners, um, (laughs) we got into a little Google in which we were Googling how to how to have dopamine. Dopamine (laughs) hacks is the Google. How to feel happiness. (laughs) How to feel happiness with one simple hack is what we were looking into. (laughs) We were trying to, it's been a mix, but yeah, go on. And we ended up finding an article in which someone suggested what was it a three minute cold shower? Everybody, I believe, I believe producer, producer Marjorie. Marjorie, producer Marjorie had had knowledge of this hack that had been given to her probably by some mental health care professional. <laughs> well, there was a study where apparently a cold shower for three minutes raises your blood dopamine by two hundred fifty percent for four hours. And I believe that we can all now vehemently <laughs> say that that's true. It's because true. It's true. Every day for a week now, yeah, we have been starting our day <laughs> yelping. An ice cold shower. We're ascetes now. Ascetes? I've never heard that I word. I, I only know how to say ascetic. Yeah. But I, I guess I would say a seat. I guess, yeah. We're ascetic women. 
We're ascetic women. We're we're monks, basically. Yeah. We're monks. Yeah. We're, we're we're nuns. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the nuns, nuns took ice cold showers too. I yeah. hope they did because Leah, you speak on it. Yeah. Yeah. What do I have to speak of? Oh, I just thought you want my. I didn't want to jump on your thing and describe the feeling of cold oh. showering instead of letting you. I do like it. immediately my brain was like about being a nun. I don't know that much about being a nun actually. Like, and I just had this minute where I was like, she knows that I was raised Catholic, and she's she wants me to share the intricacies of being a nun, and I have nothing. I really I wasn't paying that much close attention. I don't know. They they have the little clothes, I guess. Anyways, uh, they're big clothes because they're wearing they're habits. Clothes. They cover yeah. a lot of it. Sister Act is. I went to Catholic school too, actually, and we did have a lot of classes in the the convent. But mm. also, oh, so I, don't need to, I don't need to be the expert. You don't need to That's tell me. Of, I didn't okay. explore their showers. <laughs> <laughs> I so didn't I th- explore the showers. <laughs> you didn't really, explore there, really. It wasn't good. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't but, my best move. <laughs> but I think the cold shower thing is really working out for us. We all come out of there feeling like we've seen God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of nuns. What, yeah. I, what I like is when you get in and you just, the way that I'm, the first thing I'm saying every day now is, aha. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets me, you know, I'm just ready for anything after that. Get you going. You're awake. On like day two or three of the shower thing, like I woke up with really, really sore muscles and I was like, I got to take a hot shower because my muscles need that relaxation. And as soon as I got in there with the hot shower, I was like, this feels wrong. And I turned it all the way cold. That's how... <laughs> That's who I am now. I'm a cold shower girl. Once you've experienced that cold shower, you start to ask, like, why are we showering in hot water? Gross. Perverted. And I have gotten where I'm like, I don't know if the all the way cold is cold enough. And I'm like, it's coming through the pipes in the ground and it's so hot outside. Like, I feel like that's, it's, yeah, I could go colder. I, we're gonna I agree. we're gonna start exploring new paths. We're all gonna end up like my brother in an ice bucket. Yeah, yeah. I'm in an ice bucket so soon. I did just watch a TikTok where someone had bought a like um, a basement freezer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you know, a chest, like a box chest, chest freezer, chest mm-hmm. freezer, and that they were turning that into an ice bath where it's like they covered it in wood, and then actually they they were like, now you might be wondering how we're going to keep it cold without turning it into one solid block of ice. We'll repost again with part two. And I said, well, bye. I'm not going (laughs) to see that. So I don't know what they did with it, actually. But it seems like it's a DIY that, you know, if push came to shove, we could attempt it. Each of us with our own chest freezer in our separate cities. I love that. So I've got a sauna in my basement. I could have a chest freezer full of Oh ice my cold God. water right okay, next well, to that sauna. You could be living. Yeah. You guys would all have to come visit. Oh, fuck. Just oh, go God, I wish cold. that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really okay. think that we are curing all of our uh, mental health problems. Yeah. yeah. With one simple hack. Yeah. <laughs> one simple hack. <laughs> I As healed I'm, girls. I would like for the I'd like for the temperature outside to come down just a little bit because it's so hot and nasty out this week that I'm not sleeping very well even though I have air conditioning like just very dysregulated and so I still keep being like I'm so sleepy this week but I know it's not the cold showers doing that to me 
It's other factors. The cold showers are the only thing keeping me going. <laughs> they wake you up, but it really can do. only last so it long. It only lasts yeah. for so long. Four hours, I, apparently. apparently. I do see a scenario in which I start taking frequent cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like every <laughs> four hours. What every four hours. I've been there. <laughs> 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m. My phone buzzes, and I say, oh, it's time for the cold. <laughs> Back to the cold Just like shower. taking it like a like medicinally like a pill where you're like oh I'm sorry I gotta jump off this meeting so I can go take my cold shower for health purposes Q4H baby anyway know, if you guys, I don't know how it's gonna hold up in the in the winter though I'm, I'm oh I don't curious I don't know how, how it's gonna, gonna do I yeah. think I think we're gonna we're I want to I want to try it though I want to try it I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I can as long as I experience <laughs> the dopamine. As long as I experience when the dopamine. When I stop Because I get in and I yelp, but I don't want to turn it up warmer. I no. want it cold. You now. want that yeah. cold. Yeah. We have gotten... Now, a lot of people have followed us down this path in our group <laughs> chat. And actually, we've gotten a lot of really good reviews. So if you mm-hmm. guys yeah. if you guys try the cold shower dopamine hack, you let us know. And this, exactly. we could pivot the whole podcast towards this, honestly. Have and you if guys, it didn't work for you, you can keep it to yourself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... If you if you want to reach out to us and say, hey, that's what you're experiencing is fake, that's okay. You don't have to. You We're pretty to. intense evangelists now, so you're have really you not going to sway us. Have you guys tried telling people not in our group chat? Have you guys tried spreading No, them? I haven't. I'll try that. It's this a weekend. very pleasant experience. I've been do- mm. I like contacted my real-life friends. I like jumped into our Discord and said, hey, this is happening. And, you know, there's some instant uptake. I'm interested to know wow. whether they're going to they're gonna try it out, but... Sarah was interested. Liz was interested. Multiple people were. Well, we got instant uptake take from, from many people in our group yeah. chat as well. Because I, I, we actually didn't oh, I tell know, anyone like, to do it. Yeah. We were just like, we're going to do it. And then, yeah, tons of people did it. I wanted to know if you guys were had tried it outside of the cult. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> That's what I, I'm but saying. I will. I'm going to yeah. bring it into my, my other friend Slack and see, see what yeah. happens for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Spread it. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it to my mom today and I did say the dopamine two, you know, two and a half times the dopamine and she, and she was interested. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm going to mention it to my parents. I'm calling my parents tomorrow. I'm going to mention it to them and see what they say. Wow. Yeah. Do you well, think this is a normal wrestling podcast? Yeah, I think so. How <laughs> long have we been talking about cold showers? Like 20 minutes, 30? <laughs> <laughs> I bet the wrestlers take lots of cold showers. Those or they men are, should. They've got ice taped to themselves. I'm sure they're in ice baths. Yeah. Ten, min- oh, yeah. ten minutes. Ten minutes of talking about cold showers. That's it's not bad. too much. Yeah. But it is the only thing we care about anymore. <laughs> <No>. So <Yeah. laughs> It's kind of the only thing keeping us going. Okay. We will talk about the wrestling though, shall we? Yeah. Are you ready? In your hearts, yeah. your minds, mm. your bodies? Mm-hmm. Spirit. Okay. Yep. Okay. We're going to start with the really, really, really fucking fun stuff. MJF and Adam Cole this week. Well, I guess it was actually last week. So we, we got a post-match interview from last week's episode. I don't know why I'm saying it this way. I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. And, we to, just, and to think this is the least complicated of the segments you're going to have yeah. to explain. Guys, the, the situation that I got myself into trying to put this schedule together was pretty dire. <laughs> this week on Dynamite, we saw MJF and Adam Cole. They were talking to Renee just after the match that they filmed last week. MJF, clearly still a little defensive about what happened with the belt, uh, and mad, cut a promo on FTR, and we can get into that in a minute. And uh, then Adam Cole, clearly worried about MJF's demeanor, kind of took him by the shoulders and said, 
I need you to know how how ardently I admire. <laughs> That's right. I need you to That's know how much right. I love you. How you're becoming one of my best friends. And uh, MJF looked pretty moved by this. Huh? He was doing some real face acting, so we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But uh, he said that no matter what happens when they fight FTR this week, he will give Adam a rematch for the world title. At this point, Roderick Strong <laughs> bursts onto the scene, furious, neck brace, howling at MJF. MJF <laughs> is howling back at him. They're sniping. They're fighting. Adam Cole's trying to break him up. He sends MJF away. This is a great... I mean, this is rom-com movie. He's like, I'll be there in a minute. I have to talk to Roddy. And he, he says, Roddy, I love you like a brother, but you're being possessive and crazy. <laughs> And I'm allowed to have other friends. You need to chill out and you need to respect my boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and then FDR cut some promos. We'll talk about that. Um, Did you guys, you guys, did you enjoy this segment? (laughs) I love so much how every time Adam Cole, he's like, I love you, Roddy. I love you like a brother. Like he always adds it. So I know digging that it's, knife in. <laughs> it's so good because you just want to like I just want to score it. So it's like I love you, <laughs> like a brother. You know what I mean? Like it's so perfect. It's like I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing is pushing me away. <laughs> yeah. Like come on. We if we wrote this as like a proposal for Tony, people would be like, mm-hmm. you're over the top. Yeah. This is yeah. never going to happen. You can't do an actual love triangle in those words <laughs> on wrestling TV between three men, but you can. You They're can. showing us. You need to trust me if you want to be mine. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Or you, do you have the transcript there? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. You need to trust me if you want to be mine? Roddy, stop. Max, please give me and Roddy a second. Roddy, you've got to be kidding me. I love you like a brother. I would do anything for you. But you are acting insane. You're acting crazy. What you're doing is pushing me away. I have other friends, Roddy. And you need to trust me if you want to be mine. I'm going to talk to Max. (laughs) It's kind of funny where it's like... Of course, this is, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. But in a way, I'm like, I have so little to add. They're just doing yeah. it. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm like, right. just keep at it, you know? Just like, never don't be doing this from now on. <laughs> this is the only thing I want to see from now on. This is it. This oh is it. God. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I know. And like, MJF looks so like touched by Adam Cole saying he was his friend for real. And he just looked like, it looked like, Oh, Adam Cole is going to be the one who turns on him. Maybe because MJF is like, he wants us so bad. It was so good because when Adam Cole started talking, I think like MJF's like jaw was very clenched. Mm -hmm. He was braced for something awful to be Mm -hmm. said. And as he realized that what Adam Cole was saying, you just saw his, he relaxed his jaw and he just looked softer in some way. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but you're touched. You're touch, yeah. but it was that expression too, where it's like I don't want to, I don't want to let my guard down, but yeah. I do really like what I'm hearing. But also, they're both so great because it's like you know, snake in the grass, snake in the grass. Like I think that they both could, you could easily have it be like that was on purpose, but it's also real. Like they think mm-hmm. that they're in control of their emotions yeah. a lot more than they actually are, which is a great thing yeah. about those two characters, and one of the reasons that they are such a good fit is because when they turn on each other, it's not going to be like, 
oh, so that was fake. That doesn't add up. It's like, no, you guys just don't yeah. really know how to be. <laughs> well, and they're both like so suspicious. It's like the thing with the belt where it's like MJF saw Adam Cole with it and was immediately like, oh God, here we go. You know, it's like, it's not going to take very much for them to think the other one is turning on them and then for them to preemptively turn yeah. to. So there's right. like so many ways you could do it that would be like spur of the moment, not planning. Absolutely. Yeah. So the question now is when... When Tony will take this away from this toy away from us, <laughs> we got this toy in a Happy Meal. We didn't know it would be our favorite toy of all time. We love it. We never want to let go of it. And Tony's about to throw it in the trash, probably, because he says it's just a this shitty is- grimace toy. You don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I need. It's like this wasn't toy. the plan. I'm getting you some bigger, better toys. Yeah, no, but that no absolutely- toy can be better. <laughs> That's absolutely like he bought us like a 2,000 piece Lego set, and we also got a Happy Meal. And we're so into the Happy Meal. And Tony's like, but don't you want to build the Empire State Building full of Legos? And we're like, no. No, we want to not. play with Grimace. We want to play with Grimace. And it's like he is he does just keep being like, guys, Grimace, he only cost a nickel. He's not worth anything. And we're like, don't say nothing. that about Grimace. I've had Grimace for one minute, but if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> Anyway, so Tony's going to take Grimace away from us, obviously. Um, MJF and Adam Cole are fighting FTR next week. Do you guys want to unpack a little bit about the promos that we got from MJF and from FTR? The fact that MJF gave a promo where he's like, Dax is always doing this. And then they cut to Dax and was like, I don't know what MJF was saying about us, but, and then he gave the exact (laughs) promo. MJF was like, you only give one promo. And Dax was like, fuck you. Here's the same promo again. (laughs) Dax's delivery was like unhinged too. Like he seems very gotten to like everything was very like twitchy and it was like, Dax, I don't think you're doing well mentally here. They're not, they're going to be doing worse when they get booed, which they absolutely are. They they, absolutely will. When they beat Adam Cole and MJF, they're going to get booed. They're going to. And Dax already knows it because they kind of got booed already and like he is not coping at all. But it's like, yeah, girl, you're going to get booed if you're the, like, literally pitching yourself as the fun police. Yeah. Like, you're just like, you guys are just, oh, you love having fun and you like doing little dances. Like, not on my watch, buddy. On my watch, we don't do fun. We don't fucking do fun. We do real fighting. We're going to do real shoot fighting and we're going to fuck you up. And it's just like, yeah, you're going to get booed for that under these circumstances. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's crazy. Well, and it's like, I don't know. The whole thing, well, obviously everything but to being like yeah we're tough guys and we're gonna do shoot fighting it's like but everyone knows about wrestling that it's fake so isn't it better to be fun and do some flips and things that impress people than to pretend to be fighting when everyone knows you're not really fighting yeah he's convinced that wrestling is a merit sport and it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy because like i mean i know that <laughs> swerve and keithley are good people so this would never happen but like the fact that like swerve and keithley were like really incredibly chill about being like yeah we thought this was gonna be like our tag run and we had like all yeah. thing planned but the acclaimed are really over so of course yeah like, that this has to happen like and, and no honestly, point like, were they bitching swerving, about it yeah and swerve and keithley it was great and they would have had a great tag run like I didn't want it take it away from them except like it needed to it needed to yeah yeah but it's and it's funny though because it's like at the time that's when FTR were doing their thing where they were like we're actually so over so we should have the tag tie you know what I'm it's just yeah 
these Dex fucking guys. Someone's holding him down. And it's like, Dax, if you were fun for like even one minute, maybe. Just maybe play it. Just play around you. a little. Like if you played into this, there are a million ways that you could get. You can't be. MJF and Adam Cole, but you can get some of MJF and Adam Cole's shine. Like Danny Garcia yeah. and Sammy Guevara knew that, where they're yeah. like, yeah, we're all going to do a thing together that, like, actually, the crowd's going to end up loving all of us in this moment. Mm-hmm. I liked Sammy more at the end oh, of yeah. that than I did at the right. beginning. Absolutely. Because I was like, you guys planned a really fucking fun segment and you all really committed to it. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That's what it's yeah, all yeah. about. I mean, I'm so curious what their match is going to look like because the combination of those energies, especially with Dax, like losing his mind, it's just like, what's that going to come out as? I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I know that they would never do this and also they just wouldn't do it on collision because it's the no fun, all (laughs) serious show. But like how easy it would have been if like Dax was willing to do a little dance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, even half of the dance that like you know, Sammy and Danny did, but like, there's absolutely no chance he would ever play along. And it's like, no, this is like, I don't know. It's like, especially I literally just occurred to me cause I was thinking about the collision promos and I suddenly thought if he pretended he wasn't gonna play along kind of, but then they started blasting the Saturday nights. All right for fighting. Yeah. And then he did a dance to that. And it's, and it would be, you know, I'm a collider and I'm celebrating stupid. We all know this, but yeah. I'm <laughs> celebrating being a collider and I'm doing yeah. a little dance for colliders. Right. That would be great. He could even do a thing where it's like happening almost without him, where he's like looking horrified at himself and he can't help it because he's like into it. And Cash is doing like a little like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. I just really love this song. That'd be so charming. It'd be so yeah, or, or even Leah, do you remember you said something on the Discord that has been like haunting me since you said it, where it was like, if FDR did this, they actually could do the humorless thing and turn it around. Do you mm. remember when you were like, if he actually like talked about his vulnerabilities. Oh yeah. Like just that, like if he, well, I don't think he, I, I don't, I don't think it would work right now against, cause it's too silly against Adam Cole and maybe they could, but like the thing is like, I would just like Dax a lot more if he like managed to pull off a thing where he's like, yeah, like I'm really, really concerned with my legacy because I want to be the best tag team in this company. And I hold myself up against the young bucks and the Hardys and the Briscoes. And I'm worried that I don't have the legacy that they do. And that's why mm-hmm. holding these belts are incredibly important to me. And that's why it freaking offends me to see them dancing out in the ring because it's, they're making a joke out of something that's like incredibly important, but he mm-hmm. would never be able to, cause like you'd, you'd have no. to admit that you worry about these things yeah. In order to have that conversation. And he's unwilling to admit that there's a chance he's not the biggest, the best tag yeah. team. So he yeah. never could. It's like, he's not emotionally aware enough at all. But like no. when you said it and it was like, oh, if he actually like pulled like an Eddie Kingston and went out there and said his actual, like, I'm really worried that I'm not good enough. Like yeah. you could immediately yeah. pull me onto his side against yeah. like MJF and Adam Cole. But he, yeah. 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 I, I, I just know that he's not capable of it, but there is a world in which, like, he's like, listen, you can't, like, they're making a joke out of the things that we all care about. Like, yeah. this is our company, and we believe, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. Could, yeah. he could pull something where you accidentally are like, yeah, like, it's yeah, not totally. a joke, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's not the person to do that. And MJF and Adam Cole are so, like, charismatic that you're like, yeah, it yeah. is a joke, and it should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it's difficult. I was thinking about... Earlier today, I was thinking about how 
Dax should have responded to MJF doing that uh, imitation of his promos and (laughs) that everyone does. It's like, I love my wife. I love America. (laughs) And I didn't really land on exactly what you should do, but I was like, well, the number one thing you have to do though is engage with it and be like, you don't like that. I, that I say these things, but I'm going to go one level deeper right now and be like, this is why I'm saying them, or this is where those things come from, or this is what they mean to me. You've got to, you've got to dig in a little and be like, okay, I accept that you don't like that. This is what I say, but I am saying there's a reason that this is my worldview or whatever. But he just did, he, he is not capable of engaging with things that other people say. He's so busy having a conversation with himself in his head that, that I think that's probably one of his biggest issues as a performer is that he's never responding to what's happening in front of him. He's always responding to just his own insecurities, his own argument that he's having with people who aren't even present. Yeah. And yeah. it's really boring to watch yeah. yeah well and even he was like oh you're making fun of my accent which i think i've heard him like get mad yes, about before so it's like yes, a real trigger button for him which actually like i because i'm from the south like i think it's really shitty when people make fun of like less prestigious accents basically sure um but it's like mjf wasn't even doing that and it's just like dax like please take a deep breath and like try to look beyond yourself for five right. seconds right. yeah there is a like difference between making fun of someone's accent and doing a really good impression of them. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. And MJF really did do the latter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I ask one final question about this whole thing, which is uh, if you guys were in charge, if you were doing the booking, what would you do with Roderick Strong going forward to capitalize on the fact that before this happened – we had no thoughts about Roderick Strong. <laughs> we were like, boor- most boring man in the world. Can't picture him. And now we're like, we love you, Roddy Strong. You're so pathetic. You're like, just Can we talk about how MJF called him crying. Yeah. MJF called him a default call. Like, yeah. create a wrestler, which like A, it's like MJF is now into video games and B, yeah. like that's the funniest insult for it's Roderick Strong. <laughs> And yeah. we're like, and then that's, that's the best one. It's, he's does now seem like he should be in, uh, an, you know, Mattel IP movie that's about <laughs> the default car. And it's, and the, the thing is just like, he has no identity. He's kin. <laughs> yeah. She's everything. everything. He's just kin. <laughs> I w- okay. Tony, I know that you're listening. Can I please have a, can I please have a moment where Roddy Strong looks into the camera and says, "Am I enough?" <laughs> I need it so bad. Or if he did a song, couldn't you? I would love to watch oh. Roderick Strong do a little music video a where he's just song. just crying and oh just my oh my talking God. about how he's not you enough. Stupid bitch from Crazy uh, Ex Girlfriend. <laughs> That's absolutely the lighting he needs, like that. Yeah, dark with spotlight. Yeah. You I, ruined everything. <laughs> you stupid bitch. Okay, I, mm, I got, I got it. I gotta do that this week. I gotta do Please. a little bit of that this weekend. Oh, Please. that'd be so good. Okay, Please. that's great because that's there's a limited amount of footage that I'm using for this, so uh, it's on. It's on. Uh, it, we'll get that to the to the listeners. Wow, Leah, round of applause. Well, to answer the question you had, because you put this in the schedule and I was thinking about it, how I would, if I was in charge of the zoo, what I would do with Roddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So do you remember after Jamie Hayter or after Tony Storm lost the belt the first time, she had that promo where she was crying yes. with yes. no makeup. Okay, we yes. start there. Roddy's alone in a room. <laughs> He's hunched over. He's sobbing. <laughs> like there's <laughs> okay. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm with you. Okay. And then he picks up he picks up you know, and he's like, look at whoever's, you know, it's probably fucking Alex Marvez is like, oh, you're going to recover. I just don't know. I don't know where I go from here. Okay. Then we have a series of like vignettes. Roddy Strong is just walking through the background of other people's interviews. Looking so yes. incredibly That's sad. So good. Just lonely. He just doesn't know where to oh go from God. here. Can we get the um can we get the, the peanuts music, the Michael yeah. Sarah Peanuts yeah. music? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. And then you get you get some sort of moment where like somebody is like, You've gotta get it together. And he's like, I don't know if I can. He was everything to me. <laughs> no, you've gotta get it together. And then it's, you start building a comeback where he's like, I don't need him. I he can't prob- need him. He probably like meets up with like the Dark Order, like Alex oh and my John, God. who are like still upset that Adam Cole rejected them and wouldn't be their friend in public. And oh my God, they if rehabilitate you did a him. Support group for wrestlers that have been recently dumped, and it's like the Dark Order, <laughs> Hook, Roddy yes. Strong. Like, yes. okay, that's fun. That's yes. very fun. They could have a little faction of dumped sad boys. What I would like to see, uh, just a, as a one-off, to go yeah. with MJF and Adam Cole are going out to these bars and they're getting little promos uh, about it. I'd love to just get a Bridget Jones's diary all by myself <laughs> promo for Roderick Strong, where he's just wasted in his house singing into a bar of chocolate. <laughs> That's what I'd like. Oh. And the I, thing is that, like, a month ago, I would have said, like, oh. I wish that they would do this. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know. They might. They, they could, <laughs> they might. yeah. It's not nothing, yeah. God bless. I mean, this this storyline has legs, so Tony's going to cut them out. So uh, <laughs> you can't have Grimace anymore, girls. Girls, you like Grimace <laughs> too much. I Go only play with like your Legos. Grimace. <laughs> I only, we're, we're the ones crying. We're having a full <laughs> temper tantrum in the back of the minivan. He's like... Grimace, I'm sorry, we can't have Grimace anymore. You have Legos at home. We say, I only love Grimace. <laughs> at least at least we know that like Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez are in the back of the minivan crying yeah. with us. Also, <laughs> everyone agrees that Grimace is a much better toy. <laughs> Come on. Obsessed. We're not gonna go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna be screaming all I can't night, sleep Tony. Without Grimace. I only love Grimace. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say is I fin- I've listened to the One Nation radio episode for Blood and Guts, and mm-hmm. Rich Latta said, and it like made me lose it, it was like, how many times are FTR going to hold the belt when they're not the most over team over team <laughs> in the company? And I fucking lost it. Every time. Every time. Every, Every time, time. Belts, someone else Ooh. is more popular. Do and you something know, interesting, FTR. It's fix it. true. It's like you could... Get yourself over. And they said, I won't. Okay. Uh, oh, well, let's move on to my Everest. <laughs> I think this is the part of the schedule where things got real weird. <laughs> Dynamite had many interconnecting storylines, which yeah. is great. 
Yeah. Our, our uh, schedule this week has a lot of Allie talking to herself saying, I don't know where this <laughs> should go. I think I'm going to move it. Well, I started in one place. I sat, I sat there and I thought to myself, okay, we got a lot of interconnected storylines, which means we have a healthy, vibrant ecosystem, but it's a little bit of a challenge for me to know what information to present when so we can talk about it in a, in a reasonable way. And um, I just kept having to move stuff in front of stuff I'd already written. So, <laughs> but let's begin at the, let's start at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start. Uh, okay. Orange Cassidy agreed to fight AR Fox on dynamite for his belt as a favor to his good friend. Who's always been his friend, Darby Allen. They've always <laughs> been friends. They've loved each other forever. So this was the opening match of dynamite. Great match body wise in terms of their body <laughs> their bodies and the way they interacted i thought that mm-hmm. was good i liked yeah. that a lot yeah. orange cassidy won and uh as he sometimes does he offered ar fox his sunglasses as a sign of respect he said no hard mm-hmm. feelings ar fox takes the sunglasses he's posing with oc all seems well and then he attacks him so that is bad, and <laughs> seem to have written he, some stuff to myself here. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he broke those sunglasses. He smashed yeah. them in half behind yeah, those sma- back. He smashed sunglasses. Boy. Yeah, he crumpled them. He yeah. crumpled sunglasses, and so then he leaves the ring for Darby to yell at him. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mox also comes out and attacks OC because it's something that we haven't talked about yet, and that we will talk about in a moment because they've got beef now, Mox and OC. So, oh, oh, Henry, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Mox is mad at OC. Okay. Let's talk about AR Fox. We got a video package uh, with Darby introducing uh, AR Fox. He's been with us before, but kind of giving us some emotional information about him. Thoughts? I thought it was really effective because, to be honest, like, I connect AR Fox with Top Flight now. And mm-hmm. so I kind of, if I knew, if I ever knew that he was close to Darby, I definitely forgot about it. Yeah. I don't think we did. Yeah. I don't so, think so that was very helpful to me to be like, oh, he's another one of Darby's exes slash fathers. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> <laughs> an ex father lover, if you will. Yeah. No, they Just definitely an age like, gap relationship. I think. <laughs> <laughs> His older brother lover? I don't know how old AR Fox is, actually. I have no idea. I know how old Darby he is. Darby's, he can't be that much older than Darby. Yeah, like, they definitely needed to do it, because, like, um, the setup and the emotions with, like, Darby um, and him having this backstory is funny. But it was very funny to me when it started, because it's like, are we just starting every week now with, like, a long video package where Darby talks about how much he loves a man? <laughs> is well, that I what we're a, doing? I have a theory that I formulated just today where I remembered that Darby uh, went to Collision and jobbed for Tony because no one on Collision mm. will job. And then mm-hmm. I kind of wondered if Darby was like, yeah, I'll go job on Collision, but I'm going <laughs> to need to make quite a few video packages. <laughs> We're going to get AR Fox out here and I am going to do a video package. Oh my right. God. Although like on a more serious note, I actually did wonder if he funny. was like, yeah, Tony, I could be your collision boy. I could do some stuff for you, but you're going to have to do some stuff for me. And the Seattle boys are going to be eating good this summer. They're going to be... Darby yeah. so if much he, did, if he that, did that, yeah, that's genius. And why yeah. aren't any of our favorites doing that? I know. Oh, so you're bailing out like doing Tony. things. Tony's getting bailed out by OC every other week. Like, get Dustin a singles match. Honestly, yeah. I, <laughs> I genuinely am like, that's genius. Multiple people should be like, what do you give me if I go over to collision and lose a little bit? 
OC can like do a little video package about how, how he and Chuck Taylor live together. I'm just, yeah, but the wrong. thing is I'm that Darby, Darby considers that a reward. OC and Chuck would consider that a, a punishment. Right, they're, they're like, we've done a lot of work to really not be talking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I am just imagining backstage at Dynamite if there was like a uh, a board where it's like the going price for jobbing on collision where it's like <laughs> people are just sharing freely information as we should in the workplace we need to share what it's we're true. getting paid they're yep. sharing this is what I got out of Tony recently for going to job on collision <laughs> if you can think of something like around that price point you could be in with a fighting chance <laughs> the fact that everyone on collision is like a troublemaker who refuses to lose it's like how does this ecosystem work if it's, no one will lose it's so it crazy how when you create a tv show around people with the worst personality <laughs> it turns out that like they're not so good at working together on account mm. of their bad personalities and mm. I, that, I mean it's we're all learning that together together yeah together. i don't think any of us couldn't have predicted it. it no, yeah. it's, no. A, it's an experiment it's wonderful yeah. to learn we are um, all loving it A.R. Fox joined up with Swerve, though, so it really is, like, becoming, like, a Darby ex-boyfriend faction, which I am electrified by. I do love that. I'm really into it. I would be, and if I were, I'd love to see a little promo where Darby is just, like, kind of horrified, where it's like, (laughs) oh, my exes. It's like, like get Ethan Page in there. uh, Leah said um, in the group chat, like, add Ethan Page to the Mogul Odyssey. It's so funny to do a version of um, the Evil Exes movie where instead of, like, having to fight all of the evil exes, they just unionize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the Reddit post? My, uh, my, my, I'm a dom oh, and my I'm subs. I'm a dom and my subs have <laughs> four subs unionized. <laughs> my ex boyfriends have unionized is a nightmare scenario. <laughs> I do really, though, like, I would love, well, I could just walk, go back and watch it and find this information out. I don't know why I'm acting like it's not available to me. What is the timeline <laughs> between, like, did I not just see a video package where Darby was like, I didn't know how to wrestle. And then Buddy Wayne found me and he yeah. trained me on how yeah. to wrestle. It was and like was last homeless. week, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I maybe. was homeless. And then he made me not homeless. And then this week I saw a video package where Darby said, Air Fox taught me how to wrestle. And I was homeless and he made me not homeless. So did he get, like, what part, like, who, who, what was the timeline on uh I think training. it's such a good question. I think he's describing kind of a maniac McGee situation <laughs> where it's like when you're living in your car people who like you are going to be like, maybe don't live in your car. Just come live in my spare room. But when you have the kind of roaming spirit that Darby (laughs) has, you're not going to stay in that spare room forever. You're going to get back in your car and you're going to end up in someone else's house. He's no matter how. And there are two families that think he's their cat. That's right. (laughs) It doesn't matter how intimately someone says to you, live with me. When you have a, when you have a, a roaming spirit, you're going to go to your other cat family home through the other cat door. You're going to go through the other cat door and then through a different one and cat, cat doors everywhere. I'm picturing like all of the indie guys like sitting in a room somewhere and you're like, raise your hand if you think Darby lives with you. <laughs> he doesn't live with you. He lives with me. I leave bowls of milk out for him all the time. I love that. I really, really love that. Like he's my cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and so you've all been, so you all put out milk for him every night <laughs> he's eating good <laughs> okay um ar fox heel turn thoughts i thought it was so fucking funny for darby to come out <laughs> see mox beating the shit out of the <laughs> turn his back on his friend just to keep going but you embarrass me <laughs> this shit is embarrassing and i put my 
name out here and you embarrassed me. It was what we've, we were, we've introduced a new dynamic into the, into the world of AEW, which is angry mom and teen girl daughter, <laughs> teen daughter. I do think we're not having the you embarrassed me conversation enough in wrestling. It's really <laughs> loved it. Yeah. I, I was upset. And just the number of times that he just kept being like, you embarrassed me. I spoke up for you. I gave my word for you. And OC, you're right. Is just lying there rolling around Star in agony. Out. Like, <laughs> and Derby's like, oh, I'm time for that. <laughs> you go get in the car right now. We'll talk about this later. We're going to talk about this on the way home. <laughs> Sting and I are very disappointed in you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm so pleased for Swerve to get A.R. Fox because the rest of his little minions are so stupid and boring. And off-putting, yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that we don't seem to be seeing Trench anymore. Thank God. Trench Trench is, yeah, not not on the roster anymore, I believe. And Parker, whatever. Uh, Boudreaux. Bedroom. Okay, uh, I keep calling him Parker Bowles, like he's <laughs> Miller Parker Bowles. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, so let's get to the part where that actually happens. So, uh, hmm, where does it start, Allie? <laughs> where does it begin? Speaking of Darby, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. like five lines down. <laughs> Last week on Rampage, uh, so he won a shot at the TNT title in a big battle royale that came down to him, Brian Cage, Mogul Embassy, Swerve, Mogul Embassy, and Nick Wayne, little baby boy, uh, Connor Kent. So Swerve eliminated Connor Kent, and then Darby eliminated Swerve, and then they were mad at each other about that. So this week on Dynamite, Darby fought Swerve with Nick Wayne and Prince Nana uh, ringside. A mystery man interfered so that Swerve could get the win, and that mystery man, uh, as you may have surmised from having watched Dynamite yourselves, was (laughs) A.R. Fox who is now in the mogul embassy okay so uh yeah did you guys like the match did you feel like we got enough set up for the match did you want more out of the match i i like the match i'm not just in the match i do like i do think that AEW hasn't been good recently at like building like matches over like oh over time mm-hmm. like, they did for like the big feuds like you know mox and hangman they did great obviously mm-hmm. but like when I think about how much effort they put into Darby versus Ethan and like how Mm -hmm. long it took before we actually got that singles match. Like I kind of wanted that for Darby and Swerve. And so it was Mm -hmm. like, it felt kind of abrupt to be like, Oh, we're at the match already. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess that's happening. But at the same time, I kind of am not that mad because like Swerve got kind of backburnered and now it feels like maybe they are building him up again and that's cool. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm mixed. Like, I'm like, I think that they could have done Darby Swerve better, but at the same time, I'm happy. I'm happy if this means he's going to be, be front burnered. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do just really, I really want that, you know, the, the, the equivalent of that JR sit down interview where Ethan Page (laughs) was like, you chose conformity or no, Ethan Page (laughs) said, you chose, you, whatever they said, Darby said, Darby said, you chose conformity. Ethan Page said something like probably like who knows, but <laughs> so that's what I want pretty much is it's, I've made it really clear that that's what I love, but I do feel like I'm like, couldn't we get a package from Darby where he's like, you never let me stay in your spare room or where <laughs> <swerve."> <laughs> <laughs> just 
like I'm the only guy who doesn't uh, fall for your stupid routine and like I came to your training school and you said hey man are you sleeping in my car in your car and I said yeah and then you walked away you didn't say come live with me at all I came to your cat door and it was closed I don't know I I think that I think we could have gotten a little more um you bringing that up, it's like, oh, actually, JR being gone, I have not missed him on commentary, but I have missed his insane sit-downs with people where he gets them to say the most and deranged never, emotional thing. It was like the Barbara Walters thing where people are like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know what it is. You sit down in front of Barbara Walters, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, my parents never loved me. Something about, something about JR, for some reason they sat with JR, and all of a sudden they were saying the most deranged, erotic shit at each other. And then yeah. it was just made... Like more deranged by contrast because Jr. would kind of <laughs> yeah. be like, "I didn't really expect you to say that. That's not not something I would say. Not really what I asked, but okay. <laughs> well, that, I really I mean, miss it. That is that's what they should be doing that with Mark Henry more because I do think yeah. Mark Henry could also pull it off where he'd be like, "Okay, be have they permanently stopped doing the interviews on Rampage? Eric Beeston seems have. to think so." Why? I, sometimes I, I, it made me kind of worried where I was like, do you know when people talking to each other anymore? <laughs> or like, what's going on back there, Tony? Because that was such a good setup. It worked really well. People love saying it's time for the main event. I know. He still know. says that, I think. Just no oh, one gets he? to talk. They just do pre-tapes. Yeah. That's so stupid. I mean, stupid. those were pre-tapes too, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but- yeah. Um, okay. When OC kept es- escaping his box to go into Mark's yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> and when Eddie Kingston left his box to go beat someone up in the other box. <laughs> Come on. You Wouldn't can do so much box comedy, box actually. <laughs> Tony, think of the box work. <laughs> Where are we getting that these days on AEW television? Um, okay. I think we probably should just move on. Is there anything else that you really want to say about this whole deal? I think we're only going to get through this next section. I think that's it for us. That's fair. We spent a little okay. too much time on cold shit. <laughs> but we <laughs> had to. We had I to think do we'd it. be in trouble regardless. Um, <laughs> spent a little too much time talking about MJF and Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, but well, what the hell? We had to do that, too. We had to do that. We must have our fun. We had to fly right into Brian Cage's mouth. So here we are. <laughs> it's crazy that Brian Cage is an actual guy actually on TV, whereas... <laughs> Like, and now I am metaphor. just like, he's just a mouth that means we're having fun despite the world around us. He's just he's a, a mouth. A big mouth that we fly into in the Hindenburg. So, she's, she's everything. He's just a mouth. Okay. All right. Where did I start talking about what's actually happening here? Okay. Last week at the ROH pay-per-view, I, it brings me no pleasure to have to recap this, but most of this information actually comes from friend of the pod, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sarah. I did look at a, at a pay-per-view uh, recap, and they didn't have any of the information I needed. So <laughs> this is all based on what you said. <laughs> okay. So at the pay-per-view, Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, Aussie Open, and The Kingdom, I think, fought for the ROH tag titles, which the Luchas were holding. Aussie Open pinned trent for the win and so the lucha brothers losing their titles were mad and they were mad at trent our little boy who stands with dustin so <laughs> later at that same pay-per-view pack fought claudio pack and claudio mad at each other because of what happened at blood and guts so mm-hmm. after that and then he won because i think because Yuta kind of interfered or distracted pack bad bad boy stuff 
And so afterwards, the Lucha Brothers came out to defend Pac because of their in Death Triangle together. And then it was clown car stuff. Best friends came out to beat up the Lucha Brothers because of their standoff earlier. OC came out to defend Best Friends, I think. Uh, and then he hit Pac, and then he almost hit Yuda, his literal biological son. But Claudio took the punch instead. This is interesting to me, but I don't have that much information about it because, again, I didn't watch it. So everyone's mad at each other. Then this week on Dynamite, the Lucha Brothers, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, and Best Friends had a three-way tag because of being mad at each other. Uh, Pac ended up pinning Trent. Dustin did big jump. I skipped it for time, but then I went back because he <laughs> did do a big jump, and it was really cute. It was so really cute. good. It was a great the jump. Sh- the shrug before like, the okay, big jump. Oh, let's do a jump. It's it was like a really, man. and he does such an easy little jump where he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do a little jump. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then Pac pinned Trent. Everyone kept fighting. Orange Cassidy came out. Now, as you'll recall, earlier in the evening... Uh, Mox came out to attack Orange Cassidy after because of being mad about this ROH stuff. So now, in return, OC comes out and Christ in heaven. <laughs> and then he and so then he punches his biological son Yuda on the face, and then he's punching all kinds of people. Everyone's punching each other. Yuda's punching his father Dustin. He's punching his father Orange Cassidy. Everyone's getting punch, 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 punch. And then um, next week, Trent and Pack and Mox are going to fight each other. Do you think I did okay there? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, it could be yeah, worse. I've, I've actually found it a little educational, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is that is what happened. That's what that's what, why those things connect. That yeah. is why those things. And uh, you know what? We we should reiterate. It is good to have interconnected stories like this. It yeah. is. <laughs> but it was hard to know where to start because somehow you know things have to start somehow somewhere. But somehow the snake always seemed to be eating itself. <laughs> Anywhere I started. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the end of the snake. <laughs> it is so funny that last week we were trying to just talk about, like we were trying to predict what the BCC would be doing after the elite. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of us imagined that it would be mm-hmm. best friends in Orange Cassidy. <laughs> no, I know I'm so electrified, even in our stupid fangirl, like thinking like I never dreamed of it. So no. it's pretty exciting to have Mox having a little feud with them. Eric Our- Beeson on Bleacher is rip shit. He's so <laughs> mad. Really? Yeah. What? He's Jesus. he doesn't think OC can is anywhere near Mox's level. Jesus. Okay, which I'm like, that's, that's insane. The whole he's doing, point of the international reign. And of all the reign. things about best friends to be upset about is like OC isn't good enough. Like, okay, yeah. that's not it's like you could OC's say, not the problem. You could say something that we've said on this podcast before, which is like they seem like they're coming from different TV shows because they're very different stylistically. You could, I don't agree with that. I think that they'll have a great match when inevitably they must fight. But you could say that. But you can't just, men love to just say he can't go. Okay, it don't mean anything, buddy. It's yeah. meaningless. Yeah. Sorry, Especially not all men. when he spent like the last three months proving he can go you know what I mean yeah. like can go he, really go, he goes a lot honestly like in this one too it's like I knew there was no way he was gonna lose to Air Fox but I was still very tense in the match and I usually am in OC matches and I feel like he's doing whatever construction they do in matches to make them yeah. make them good make them on the edge of my seat yeah. so it's like everybody can just back off yeah he's a just good wrestler he's a funny boy doesn't mean he can't wrestle 
I'm good very to laugh. interested though because you assume that like the ultimate of this whole thing is going to be Mox versus OC mm-hmm. for the belt, but like Mox beating OC. I mean, OC beating Mox seems crazy. Like as much as I think that they yeah. have an absolute yeah. banger of a match, like I yeah. it seems wild that he would beat Mox. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, the last yeah. thing Mox needs is another belt. <laughs> Mox getting the international belt would be crazy. Seems crazy. It seems yeah. like it would be a better fit for Yuta next. But like, mm-hmm. Mox does just, love going to Japan, I think. So maybe true. there's that. But I don't know if they would swerve to like OC Yuta. Like that wouldn't feel as big. Well, for, it like, is all certain. In or whatever. Yeah. But, I think, but for all out. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Well, and like Yuta could win the belt like at a non pay per view type scenario too. You know, yeah. it's like I don't know. You could have Yuta win the belt and then Mox and OC fight after that. Even if you, I don't know. You know that to. sort of feels like it would be a little bit of a anticlimactic. Wait, what know. did you suggest, Anne? Oh, I just said like Yuta could win the belt like separately, and even Mox and OC could fight after that for no belt. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll do that. It's just. I'm not sure I know which way they're going, but I do feel like, I feel like OC must want to fight. I mean, they've kept the Yuta thing going. So it's like he, they, they all want to put Yuta over. And I know, like, I know that a father wants to fight a son. Come on. (laughs) So very seeing all this is very exciting to be like, Oh, there's a lot of like Yuta emotionality and happening and they're doing little promos that mention it and stuff. Yeah. They've, they've, I'm shocked. They've really kept it going and good and good for them. Um, I don't really know exactly how they're going to end up. The the thing is every time I try to think about it, I know I said it all out as a joke, but every time I try to think about it, I just remembered that they've got these, They've got all in. Then the next week they've got all out. Then it's like two weeks later, one week later, they've got Arthur Ashe. Yeah. See how that goes. But it's crazy. I don't know why they didn't just get rid of all out or one of them, you know? I don't know. Tony's, well, he couldn't, I think, because he had to appease punk, I think, basically. He had to be like, I know you still need your special show in your special city. If they structure it so all in is. Dynamite and All Out is Collision. That would yeah. ma- simplify my life a lot <laughs> it, more because I'd be like, would, "Oh, great! Yeah. I don't have to pay for that one." Yeah, mm-hmm. but nice. that would be. I mean, and maybe that's what they'll do. But it's like trying to imagine a whole pay per view based on Collision <laughs> when it's like Collision doesn't have that many people on it, so they kind of run a lot of their matches already. Actually, I mean, <laughs> Mir- Miro can't squash someone for three hours. <laughs> yeah, and then a pay per view. I mean. Every- Someone's got to lose every match. <laughs> and actually on normal wrestling TV too. Someone does have to lose every match. So, and, you know, you can only give Darby so many video packages in exchange for losing. Okay, here is the here's the plan for all out. Darby is fighting every match. He loses <laughs> every match and then for the next 2 months after that Dynamite is full art films. It's only <laughs> art films. You know what? It would be worth it. It would be worth it. I would accept it. I would okay, like, but <laughs> you know what Darby could do too? Cuz he's a he's a he's a sweet boy I think backstage. I mean, I think he plays nice. He makes Darby style art films for all the other wrestlers. <laughs> so everyone gets a Darby art film. And that's now the that next 2 months won. of Dynamite. I want every dynamite to open with a different person being spotlighted. And I want it to be like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, but done in a Darby Allen, like slow, like slightly like uh, filmy. Oh my God. Honestly, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett like, still exists. 
now that you've said it, like it wouldn't surprise me if Darby had directed that little hook art film that took place in the subway yeah. in the middle of last night. I hope I so. have to, I actually really enjoyed that to, to be quite honest. It was so quick. I thought it was a normal advertisement for something. And then I realized <laughs> it was hook and I was like, this is crazy. And then it was over. I thought that was great. Great use of 30 seconds or whatever. No, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyable. He likes to be in the subway. Can't relate. <laughs> um, Any other thoughts about... We could maybe get one more thing in. Unless we have some other thoughts about this and we can get into them. I'm glad that the Elite get to be around for the 200th Dynamite. Will they... So they'll be back next week, right? Yeah. They missed missed (laughs) the three years. They'll be back. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be back. We we didn't really get any of them. They're all on vacation this week. Um, Hawaii. At least Matt Jackson is. I love Matt Jackson on BTE this week. The only thing he wanted to talk about was going to Hawaii. <laughs> Every other line out of Matt Jackson's mouth was just like, and we got to get through blood and guts because I'm going to Hawaii next week. I got to go on vacation. I'm going on vacation with my wife. I'm going on vacation with my wife to Hawaii. The fact that we don't get beachside pictures of Matt Jackson. So sick. So bad. It's so like sick. A virgin Mai Tai in his hand. Hello. In his little matching swimsuits with his family. All oh four of God. them. You know that it happens. <laughs> I do. I love you forever, Matt Jackson. <laughs> You're my baby girl. You're my number one baby girl. Okay. Um, do you guys want to do one more one more topic? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah? Do you have a preference? Hook. JB Hook. JB Hook. Okay. Mm. Um, I did love that. I do just want to say that Don Callis oil painting bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's that beautiful. woman. That woman. I, the fact that yeah. that woman constantly comes out with bangers, and that I think Don <laughs> Callis like literally just has her on retainer at this point. <laughs> no, <is> so funny. <laughs> just thinking about like the text messages he must send her, where he's like, "Can you do me and Tasha's centaurs this week?" And she's like, "Yeah, I got it. No problem. I mean, it's nice work if you can get it." Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, JB came out to do uh, one of his heel promos. What was he talking about? Oh, about how the FTW belt is sucks yeah. ass. He was yeah. just like, this belt sucks, but, but I do have it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now I have it, so it's a big time. So yeah. It's actually great. He was wearing Taz's colors with the orange shorts and the... Mm-hmm. Great. And so. I beat Hook shirt. Come on. Mm. And it was a great little, like, I'm a heel now, so I don't have to fucking try. Look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are trying really hard, and actually, <laughs> you're doing amazing, yeah, I think and people are being like, really mean to him for some reason. So mean, and I like people were acting like it was like a flaw in his gimmick, but I actually think it was really interesting that he kept he kept trying to talk and then looking over at the crowd with like a little concerned face, and it was kind of like, guys, you sh- don't be mad at me. I'm trying to do something here, but like he was like. I mean, I'm making it even sound worse, but like I think it's interesting <laughs> for it to be, for him to be like. I'm trying to be bad, but you know, I don't really like everybody being so mad at me about it. Right. Like I, I, it's someone who has lost control a little bit. Mm -hmm. They've had a little bit of a mental break because they just needed a belt so bad. And a lot of bad stuff happened to them this year. And they had to bury lots of dads and they just didn't really have a good time. And now he's just like, but some part of him is still kind of like, I'm the good guy though. I'm the good guy. Yeah. Come on. You guys love singing my song. You used to love it. I'm right, a good like guy. a little bit, like he, his vibe a little bit is like, I thought you guys would understand by now. Like, mm. you, yeah, I can't believe that you guys don't understand why I had to do this. You know, 
it's like when you're, you know, it's like someone is a teenager and they've gotten really, really cranky and grumpy and they're stomping around and they, their mom's saying, like, don't do drugs. And they're saying, like, I'll do drugs if I want to. They stomp <laughs> off to their room, but then they pause a little because, like, some part of them is like, can you hug me and lock the door and not let me go do drugs? <laughs> but yeah. then it's like the mom doesn't. So it's like, well, I guess I'm just going to sneak out my fucking window and go do drugs, I guess. Yeah, because you don't love me exactly enough it. to stop me. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what his face is doing. And people are like, people are so mean about it. And I'm like, it's interesting. He's riveting yeah. right now. Leave me, leave me alone. I think he's done a, sh- a shockingly good. I would never have said, even two months ago, that he would mm-hmm. do this good a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess people just are. It's like, yeah, he's not he's not Christian Cage, but he's learned a lot from Christian yes. Cage. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, people keep holding him up against like MJF, and I was like, "That's not fair." It's not fair. MJF no. is a is a natural born theater boy. Yeah, <laughs> Jungle Boy like didn't talk until like a year ago. Like yeah. he's doing fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, so then eventually Jerry Lynn came out and said, "Let's fight. I will fight <laughs> you." And I didn't know Jerry Lynn was still. <laughs> You know, he, like, fighting I don't condition. think that he is because the way it was advertised for next week was not that they will fight. It was like, well, maybe they're going to, but I thought the way that it was phrased when they showed it on screen was a little weird where I was like, I don't think they're going to fight. Well, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that he can really fight, but like, it was weird that like, he was like, Jerry Lynn came out and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can take a lot of things, but don't make fun of ECW. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys know even what the kind? I was like, this is going way over my head. I don't know what ECW entails. I've certainly heard of it, and it's something something wrestling. The W stands for wrestling, and the Eastern Conference wrestling, (laughs) and it's (laughs) basketball based. I believe basketball based wrestling. I don't know East Carolina wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> extreme championship wrestling <laughs> okay well wrestling company <laughs> names one, are so one out of <laughs> east, i'm gonna call it east carolina wrestling from now on go pirates i um, also like i also was sort of like like i know who jerry lynn is because chuck taylor and orange yeah. never stopped talking <laughs> about obsessed it obsessed with him and because yeah. of so that I one because like, of that one it was was it popping dogs yeah. where it's like uh Orange Cassidy is just sitting there clearly like, I love sitting next to Jerry Lynn. <laughs> and he does that he thing was doing like, a full, like, um, <laughs> that, was it Chris, uh, that, uh, uh, so my question is, uh, uh, you're really cool. How cool are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> was yeah. It, His, I think it was something comedian. like, he was like, so you wrestled like this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And Jerry Lynn's like, yeah. And he's like, how was that? <laughs> and I was like, that was his question. But anyway, Chris so I was Farley like, so like is what I, I know who for. Jerry Lynn is because of them. But like, I was like, does the casual like viewer know who Jerry Lynn? Does everybody okay. know who Jerry Lynn? Leah, is? you're this is a this is a big milestone when you when you say as a as a wrestling podcast host, does the <laughs> casual viewer know who Jerry Lynn? <laughs> Probably everyone listening who's a lifelong fan of wrestling is like, yeah, from ECW. <laughs> well, that was the thing. So I like, uh, you know, my terrible husband, uh, Eric Beeston said, uh, Jungle Boy could not ask for more of a respected babyface and influential legend to work for him next week than Jerry Lynn, who will do whatever he can to put Perry over. And I was like, okay. So I guess we, he is like. Yeah, but we I mean, can't it, be calling old men 
baby faces. Enough. <laughs> enough is enough. It's an old man. Old, old men are old men. That so man takes yeah. cold showers. He's old. <laughs> The third gender, old man. There are baby faces, there are heels, and there are old men. Yeah, those are the three genders. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a gender essentialist. Everyone fits into a category. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about any of that. I don't know why it was happening. I don't know why it was happening. It's. I guess it's fine that it's happening. It doesn't really make sense to me, but... um, no, it Fine. doesn't make any sense, and I think that they could have no. done something else. But yeah, I was really happy about what was happening until Jerry Lynn came out, and I was like, I like Jerry Lynn. I just don't know. I'm just so if confused. This is what, what needs to be happening right now? <laughs> Even when Jerry Lynn came out, I actually thought I also thought I thought JB did a good job of doing his doing the little nervous heel thing of being like when he said, "Why?" Well, obviously, I'm not dressed to wrestle right now, and he's wearing <laughs> just normal little sports basketball shorts, and Jerry Lynn is in jeans, and he's an old <laughs> man. <laughs> I was like, that's great. That's really funny. Oh, well, I'm yeah, not dressed like, to wrestle right <laughs> <laughs> Of course that's funny. I don't know. JP's doing good. People are really rough on him. I, I don't know why. Mean. He's a good boy. Just be nice to him. It's not hard. Okay. Well, anything else to say? <laughs> yeah. Anything else? To, is there anything that you really wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about this week? Uh, somehow you left off the collision recap again. Yeah, I did. This I'm so like this, that's this an oversight. Week in a row. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That is an oversight. Well, we'll, we'll be getting into have an all collision episode. I think I oh, said this sure. last time. We'll have an all collision <laughs> episode next week. Well, next, we're all gonna watch the MJF Adam Cole match on collision, right? Well, I actually I kinda, do have to. I kind of feel like I might. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do kind of. I am gonna have to watch I'm that. Yeah, gonna watch it. That'll be the first time that I've tuned into collision. Well. Will I You're not going to watch it live, though, are you? I don't I know. I might. I, night, I don't, so I can't. You have plans. I don't. Ha- I think I have plans Friday, but not Saturday. So I might no, watch it. I'm not going to watch the whole show live, though. Maybe I'll watch Twitter to see when the match is coming on. And then if I'm not doing something more interesting, like oh, if I'm not taking a cold shower right then, then yeah, maybe <laughs> I will watch the match live. It's two hours, right? It's got to be main eventing. And it's, yeah, dang. is it eight to ten? Oh, I might watch yeah. it live because I'll be home 10. by then. I might watch it. Oh, live. okay. Well, if we ha- if well, we have I'll a, watch it live, if you're all a quorum, yeah, if we yeah. have a quorum. Okay, so what? So we're so we love collision. <laughs> we're colliders. We'll probably be colliding this week. I can't if I don't get to see that crowd boo. Dax, That's true. Then I'll be mad. I'll turn off those those colliders. Better come through. You, you better collide your hands together. No, no, <laughs> wrong. Uh, don't collide your hands together. Collide your hands together for MJF and Adam Cole. Yes, that's great. Yes, thank you, Anne. <laughs> Teamwork, better together. <laughs> okay, on that note, I've been Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. It's always Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week, all collision all the time.